<laughs> Oren, how did, how did your sinking go? Good. That Sorry, was, I said that. That was, that, was like, that was like a drum. <laughs> Try again. Try Film again. noir pause. Like, what send, was send that? Send him a second one. Was that he's, mental he's like, lag or was that Discord? No, I think it's Discord. <laughs> Don't be mean to him. I'm kidding, of course. Sorry. I love you. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we'll just have to roll with it. I'm so sorry. You know how many keyboards are behind me, Kevin? At least... I'm going to guess at least a minimum of 10. Okay. Orin, how many keyboards are behind me? 17. Okay. Taylor, do you, do you, do you have a thought on this? <laughs> I'm going with 15. Even 15. 15. Uh, I count four keyboards. You guys are, you, you think too wait, much wait, wait, of me. Wait, wait, wait. How many in your house? <laughs> oh, in my house? Yeah. In the vicinity. Uh, there's kind of a lot. Honestly. 10? There's probably, there's less than 10. Okay. Maybe eight. Okay. You got to get more. That's true. I got to. I got to get to sixteen, seventeen. Okay, what, what was your guess? <laughs> Did he win? What? Orin's, Orin's in Hawaii. Why I don't know what's going present? on. <laughs> so, oh, oh, oh! Is is my video weird now? Oh no! <laughs> no, I. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> the best part is your video is not weird, but but you're weird. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm a weird person. Yeah. It was lost in the void. Whatever happened there, but it's okay. It's not okay. Oren, we're just glad to have you, man. After keep your, on, keep your it on. lengthy sabbatical. Uh, Thanks for being here, Oren. Yeah, Thanks for being here. Oren. Welcome back. I knew that a Resident Evil game would be sufficient to get you back in the chair. Um, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You, you feeling good? Are you feeling rested, Oren? I'm, I'm feeling pretty tired, but yeah. that's okay because we're going to talk about Resident Evil. We got Taylor on. New That's guest, me. which is super That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Taylor welcome to the show. Tales, also known yeah, as Tales, which is yeah, really mostly cool. known as Tales Online. Um, Tales but... Online? That's my favorite. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no, just Tales or Taylor. I, I don't care. No preference. I kind of like Tales Online. I feel like that could be Let's that could it. be a thing. It's a good, it is kind <laughs> Let's of a get good that name, website today. <laughs> get the little uh, three-day free trial at the yeah. grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. AOL trial. Yeah. Send me the uh, the disc. Oh, thanks. Or tell us more. About what? Tales, Anything, Resident man. Evil, Armored Core. There's yeah. so many possible oh va- uh, avenues. There's a lot of avenues. But, uh, uh, I, I will I say I just quickly. Yes. I will say quickly about Tales. He's a friend of the show. They. Uh, they. Friend of, I haven't uh, told anyone. They. Or th- I'm so. I'm sorry. They are a friend of a sh- of the show, uh, um, friend of Drew, who is a frequent frequent guest on the show. So uh, I'm su- super happy to have you, Tails. And it's gonna be fun. And I guess we could. Do we want to just segue right into the games to talk about like some news or Armored Core or news. yeah? Let's talk a little, little bit about do? this news, right? Somebody put Starfield has hit 10 million players, which. Cool. I feel like did that's I, the most important news of the week. Did I put that Clearly. in there? I, did we talk about I, that last week? I feel like that's like a vestigial piece of news. Yeah, um, we didn't. It was like five million last week, but good for Starfield. It's a uh, lot. On, it's a lot. On to the next thing. Good for her. Like, we are 
killing it. We are. It's an embarrassment of riches in terms of games to play, but it's uh, uh, it's not that in terms of like working in the games industry. There's a lot of a lot of unfortunate things occurring. Studios getting closed, layoffs. Um, did, who do you guys have thoughts about this? So Glenn Schofield, yeah, is that mm-hmm. how you say it? Yep. Uh, left the uh, striking distance. I think is the name of the studio. They made the Callisto Protocol, which which Kevin and I liked, but felt I think ultimately fell a little short of classic status. Had needed it was underbaked, like it was like a muffin that could have been great, but it was you know they didn't bake it long enough. Um, but he left that studio. It's unclear what the the future is for that studio. Hopefully, they get another chance to make a game because I think there's a lot of talent there. They just need maybe they need better leadership. Maybe Glenn Schofield leaving is the good thing. Hope so. I I read that uh. The publisher craft on expect like uh, twenty million in revenue off that game, and you know I don't think survival horror games ever, other than maybe Resident Evil, make that much money. So it seemed like an odd, uh, an odd thing for them to think they'd make that much, like PUBG money or even anywhere in that realm from a yeah sci-fi survival horror game or action horror if you want to be more particular. But it does suck. Uh, I think it's a bummer. I don't think that's going to make another game. That's my thought. I, I, I didn't play the yep. DLC, but I, I read that people said it was franchise abandonment. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I have it. I have bought it. I'll play it. I'll play it. I'll get to it. It's just, you know, I've never had a time in my life where I was stressed about the amount of good games to play. It's like a weird problem, but I feel overwhelmed <laughs> and a little stressed about it because, like, there's so many things. It's like, oh, my God, I'm trying to play all these things, and I can't play all these things. So, I'm trying to. Trying to. Kevin, if you don't game for 100 hours a week, your game of the year opinion is worthless. That's true. You're underperforming. Yeah. I think uh, I hit that every week, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. But like, wow. We could check your Steam page. But, yeah. um, this news is a little old, but Bioware laid off some of the people who worked on the same, uh, the original Baldur's Gate, along with many other people, uh, mostly writing staff, if I understand correctly. Um, Immortal, the, the studio that made Immortals of Avium, I can't recall their name, laid off half their staff because they had really apparently really poor sales and then um uh the studio that made uh what are they called uh volition they made descent and uh the space Saints asshole game and closed Saints row too. Saints row yeah they made yeah. Saints row that's right yeah yeah so it's, it seems like uh, now if you don't make a game that's successful you just you're done it's just beer real dire Seems to be the case. Hyper capitalism. Yeah. What, what do you guys it? think is the like, just capitalism? That it must be the problem. Capitalism. No, is it just but, like uh, uh, I, it I seems like think... gaming has become more about like like super profit or bust? Like it doesn't seem like it's like there's games that are like as it seemed like like ten years ago there's more risks and more like there still is risky games. Well, there's K three, but there, but it seemed like there was like more maybe because they were lower budget industry then yeah the cost of production is just like huge i feel like most media in general has like really inflated expectations and like nobody knows what to do like with Mm -hmm. any of the industries like following like the the financial weirdness that is world after you know uh covid hitting and shit like that um the uh, uh for other reasons as well other substantial reason reasons but uh you know similar thing happening with the film industry in some ways but it's actually actively oh, yeah. reconfiguring whereas uh the games industry seems like it's just banging its head against the wall sometimes 
Yep. Yeah. I also think a lot of it is just hanging on to these franchises instead of taking new risks, like these kind of old stale franchises like Saints Row. But I don't know if yeah. IP recognition is really that powerful a tool at the end of the day. I, I think I would like to see more risks to actually get um, you know, new IP. And I think uh, Phil Spencer has been actually doing that. And even it, it seems like that is paying off to some degree with Starfield, right? So I wonder if that's the pathway forward, but it is kind of this weird boomer bust sort of approach to yeah. video gaming we're seeing we're seeing right now where it's like if something isn't this mega success like all of a sudden it's like oh we gotta shut the studio down we can't just take these these sort of risks netflix does that right they like close more shows than like they like have the self-selling prophecy people don't want to watch a show because it might get canceled so it gets canceled because mm. no one watches it yeah <laughs> i don't even pay for netflix uh. anymore by the way orin can you see what my hat says getty images is that, is that is that funny? If I wore that to a company <laughs> meeting, I'd get fired. Inside joke. Yeah. Inside joke. But but this yeah, inside joke Aaron works for Shutterstock. Can I say that you work for a Shutterstock? Yeah, you sure, work for Shutterstock. So can, why not? You can find me yeah. on LinkedIn. Um, all right, so yeah, just just kind of a bummer. Worth noting also, like all this talk about new IPs, like two of those studios were making new IPs, right? The Callisto Protocol and Immortals of Avium. Yeah. Um, both kind of maybe under delivered on, on their, what, what they might've been able to do, but I don't know. It's, it's a bummer. It's, it's a sad thing to think about that. There's so much turmoil going on and it's like, it does seem to be, you know, overdetermined a lot of different causes, but like you look at like companies that work in other countries that are maybe subject to slightly different cultural or economic pressures, like Japanese, there's not a lot of layoffs going on in Japan, right? But they're, they're still participating in the same industry. So I don't know. And they seem to have the best games. No, I guess it, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I wonder if part of it's streaming too. Like, you know, the whole streaming thing is that kind of kind. It, it, see, it seems like it's lowering consumption rates or like lowering people's desire to actually purchase products by having such an emphasis on like digital storefronts. Like that's well, another yeah. speculative thing. Yeah. Definitely. I think so. Oh, anyway, yeah, I just thought that was worth bringing up. Uh, Sony State of Play. How boring was that, Oren? I didn't watch it. I mean, was it great? Was it was it the best ever? I'm sorry, am I being a hater? I mean, it was. I like my EKG or whatever, like flatlined for the whole thing, and then it spiked for one second, and then it flatlined again. So that that was that was it. Resident that Evil. Eight, that Resident yeah. Evil reveal was so sick, oh, yeah. and it totally yeah. made it for me. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, the rest of the conference didn't really do it for me. But I'm glad they kept it at 30-ish minutes. Um, it's funny to me that Avatar is just the new Far Cry game <laughs> in disguise. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, also "Where's Star Far Cry? Wars, oh, yeah. it's just Avatar. Mm. <laughs> Avatar's the new Far Cry game." But what, well, Kevin? What did you think? Um, I didn't watch it. Uh, I, I didn't know what was <laughs> happening, and I actually had a bunch of work meetings to go to. And then I got out of the work meetings, and I saw there was I saw Ada Wong, and I was like, "Yes, it happens. We're making it." Uh, and then I, nothing was nothing there I cared about except for RE4. 
So the RE4 uh, announcement was exciting, and as we'll talk about soon, the DLC I'm playing right now. So uh, mm-hmm. that was that was really cool. But I don't care about Final Fantasy Remake and Avatar. I think there was some nothing else that really grabbed me. I think there was like there was a Tomb Raider remaster or remake, which seems interesting. I don't know. I don't cool. know. Uh- uh, one thing I'll say about these Sony State of Plays is they kind of remind me of like the CEO of the place you work at, and he leaves like a really quick memo, like, "Oh, we have a meeting tomorrow. Can you come? Can you come attend? You know, all like, hands at the- eight a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like the whole marketing strategy now. Like, oh, by the way, we have a Sony State of Play. Can you come in like forty-eight hours, please? It's a it, bizarre. There, I think to me. there was like two hours of Spider-Man, right? Well, it felt like two hours. <laughs> yeah, I think it was two minutes, but... Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Then. Hmm. Tails, did you watch it by any chance? Uh, I caught, like, a few, like, trailers after the fact. Like, I saw Avatar and, like, half paid attention. To, like, I love Way of the Water. I'm a Way of the Water apologist. I, I saw I it, like, too. many times in IMAX. Um, uh, but, you know, that's... It's Far Cry. Like people are getting allergic to Far Cry now. They got to reconfigure for a moment before they can assume their uh, business as usual by name. Um, and then you know, RE4 separate ways. I'm excited to have some time to pick that up and play it. Yeah, you will. I mean, be it's happy good. with it. Trust me. <laughs> yes, Oren. <laughs> You, as our resident uh, Final Fantasy VII remake uh, aficionado fan, Stan, I don't know. You like yeah. it? What You're do you think fan, right? of this? Like, oh. yeah, tell me your tell me your thoughts, and I'll tell you mine. Uh, <laughs> what do I think of this? I really liked the Final Fantasy VII remake Part One. I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. Uh, I don't know why, but this Part Two didn't do a whole lot for me hmm. and maybe and i'm just wondering if maybe i don't even want a part two and i hmm. just wanted a part one just like a 30 hour rpg because i hear that this one is like 100 hours long i don't know if i want to play a part two of a video game for 100 hours it just seems like i'd rather them if they're gonna do a part two they shouldn't do a trilogy is it a I trilogy yeah, yeah i think they're going for a trilogy this new oh, one isn't but- gonna finish it they showed stuff that was like pretty deep into the game, like for at least the original game. Who knows what the fuck they're doing now? But, huh? Yeah. That, what, what, what are your thoughts, Aaron? What, I want to hear your thoughts. It seems I, like you have thoughts. I, I appreciate that they're doing this, and I love that people love this. Um, it's 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 weird for me because I I have a very specific idea of what Final Fantasy VII is based off of my own historical experience, sure. and like I have a hard time connecting to the way it looks now. It just isn't quite my style. But it was neat to see moments that I recognized as someone who has played Final Fantasy VII multiple times in a completely different style and context. So it's you know I don't know it's cool. Like that's I, the good I part of of the remake is that could not imagine myself playing it though. But I I think uh, I think it's cool they're doing it, and, and it was neat to see some of that stuff. I might skip it. We'll see. Because mm. I don't know. There's so many good games out right now, and it just doesn't seem. Right. that enticing to me i don't know that's where i'm at all right interesting well i guess that's out early next year um i don't understand the spider-man love spider-man seems cool but it's it's just like it's a Ubisoft bizarre game. yeah 
yeah it's it's really strange like i understand maybe being like excited for like the first one yeah but then you get like a interstitial game and then it's like hey we're doing spider-man 2 like how like i don't know the the original it was like fine it was fun enough um but like i don't i i've seen a lot of people just so excited for it and may just like being online and and encountering like people into that sort of games but it's like something that is impossible for me to generate any internal excitement even if you know i really wanted to yeah yeah i feel the same way (laughs) so i feel also um it looks good just let me looks competent but yeah i just don't understand how we haven't reached peak superhero fatigue yet yeah they're still i've been thinking that for 10 years (laughs) i'm like 10 years later it's it's like so weird Like you, you just see, you just see people get so hyped up for the new like Captain Marvel movie, and it's like that's like a C grade superhero. Like, what mm. is there to be excited about? I don't get it. Or yeah, Miss Marvel, whatever. And yeah. I just, I, I'm just so I've been exhausted by it for years oh, yeah. now, so, and I just Absolutely. don't get it. I, 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 it feels like it is at least waning in a, in a big mm. way. Right. You know, not good for the studio. Um, or this game, but like, I'm, I'm ready to never think about superheroes again in my life. Yeah, I know. I've I've reached totally. that point to tales where, like, I at first I was like, I need like a 15 year break from superheroes. Now I'm like, I need a whole lifetime break from superheroes. Like the next life, I can do superheroes. Yeah, again. yeah. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> Bliss. Everything's amazing. Worse, but it's better in that way. <laughs> so if you had a magic wand you would just magic wand away all superheroes like oh like from yeah never. in an instant not not a second <laughs> thought like i would erase all that from my life like taylor uh, get rid of cancer or superheroes superheroes <laughs> oh man like yeah i you know i uh, i could with get you. cancer with at some point mm-hmm. i could never get mm-hmm. back on the superhero train you know do you, do you know how many Good movies point? there are in the mcu get a guess too many um, I'm guessing like 30. So, since yeah. 2008. I think that's there's a very more good than that. Oh, that's, that's a, a very good I, guess. I feel like 32. it's 30, 32? 32. Okay. Okay. Since 2008. That's a lot of movies in one franchise. That's a yeah. lot yeah. of movies in one franchise. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, we were talking about getting rid of cancer, getting rid of superhero movies. Like, I mean, if you get rid of cancer, you'd save so many people. And I'm not denying that. But like getting rid of superheroes, that's like saving film culture. So it's a tough that's saving choice. everyone. That's pretty important to me personally. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh man. Uh, I hope that's not insensitive. I'm yeah, sorry I'm to not anyone. trying to be edgy on any level. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, guys, tell me about this Resident Evil. Well, actually, can I tell you two seconds? I played about fifteen minutes of it. And it seemed cool. And I was like, yeah, Resident Evil 4 is so good. But then I was like, this is like exactly where I already was. And then I was like, I have so much stuff to play. So I'm going to come back to it. It seemed good, but I uh, I didn't dig in yet is basically what I'm saying. Did 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 you all dig in? I know Oren did. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm, I'm okay. on the last chapter, I think. Uh, I, I beat it twice. Twice? Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I gotta get. I gotta restore my platinum. I lost the platinum, oh, so I gotta restore yeah. the platinum. Um, I don't know. It's so hard to talk about Resident Evil Four Remake without being hyperbolic. 
because <laughs> I just really love that game. Like, I, I here's where I'm at with Resident Evil 4 Remake right now. I was unsure if it was my personal game game of the year a few weeks ago. I absolutely loved it, but I had like a couple of contenders like Armored Core, which we'll talk about in a bit, Hi-Fi Rush, which I love. But um, I think and with Resident Evil 4 Remake, like I loved it, but like the fact that like some of the people's criticisms of it, like um, like there's missing content from the original game, they didn't really like Ada Wong's performance, like things like that. I, I was kind of like convinced a little bit like oh, okay maybe those people are right after this ada wong separate ways dlc all of those criticisms have just washed away and i just think they fucking killed it with this dlc and, and it's only ten dollars and it's like the same amount of content as the resident evil 3 remake it's just insane <laughs> to me it's like a really yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, wow. yeah. It's, it's like the it you could even argue that it has more content in some ways, but uh, it is such a love letter to the to um, the Resident Evil Four and the Resident Evil franchise. Ada Wong is a character like I had doubts about her in the main campaign, but this time she has just so much style and verve to her, and I'm just obsessed with just Ada Wong as a character. Like I, I just always want to play as her. I love. I love how she kicks people. I love how she shoots people. I love how she talks. I love her. I love her drip. Like, I just love everything about Ada Wong. And the last thing I'll say about this before I pass it off to Kevin is that in some ways, I like this campaign more than the Resident Evil 4 remake main campaign. Whoa. And, Whoa. and, and in some ways, because I think the Resident Evil 4 remake original campaign, like, would have, like, one foot into survival horror and one foot into action and I, survival action. And I love that. But sometimes it was like a little graceless with it, with like the Del Lago fight, for example, and some of the puzzle mechanics. This is just like, we're just doing a, an action game. This is just John Wick, the video game. And they just lean so hard into it. And it has, it's so consistent in that way. Like, I just don't think it has any, it doesn't really miss a beat at all in, in, in the five hour playtime that i had um but yeah i mean i fucking love it like not to be too effusive i will say like there are still a few things about this new version of resident evil that i don't totally love i still don't like the yellow paint i know the i know that like the yellow paint they're trying to guide the players but like i still think it's like a little gratuitous and it's like i see there's a ladder there you don't have to cover it with yellow paint to, so it guides my eye it doesn't make sense to me and um I still think like if they're going to have puzzles in this game, I still feel like they should try harder with the puzzles. I know that like these are more action games now, but it would be nice to have some of the puzzles of the early Resident Evil. I'm still going to always have those complaints. I know that they've gone in a different direction at this point, so I'm not going to hammer them too much, but I just really love the game. I just am in love. I'm in love with Ada Wong. It's a, it's a, very parasocial relationship, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so I'll Judy's out, me. Ada's in. One day you'll meet. One day I'll meet Ada Wong. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Or Panam. Though I do love Judy. Gosh, I'm in love with Judy too. Ah, Judy Alvarez. <laughs> I need like a poster of her in my room. Wait, Judy or Jowdy? I think I meant Jowdy from Twin Peaks. So, um... oh no, Judy, Judy Alvarez. <laughs> no, Judy Alvarez. I, I also thought you meant Judy from Twin Peaks for a moment there. <laughs> That's, That's a very so different funny. Judy. 
<laughs> no, no, um, we're talking about Judy Alvarez. My, my, oh, really? Do you like so Judy more beautiful. than Pan Am? Yes. Oh, wow. I've kept track of Orin's wife is really well. well. For me, it's not oh. even like in the same. Anyways, that's not even <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah. Re four. Uh, I felt like they finally nailed Ada as a character. She's always kind of like been there and done stuff that was cool, sort of. Like I liked her in the original Re two as like this kind of like you know spy character who gets killed in the end the original mm-hmm. 1998 game but doesn't get killed i don't know but uh i feel like this game it's like she yeah, she's like a successful anti-hero who has conflict and is still doing like things that like she doesn't want to do and she doesn't want to do like they, they like they really nailed that i thought yeah. in this game more than ever because like I, before i'm like what does fucking ada even do she just goes in like steals shit and leaves like, I don't know. I felt like she just, right. her motivations were never that clear for me in any of the games. Like, RE6, Ada, I mean, that game sucks, but, like, I just was never like, what? what is she doing? What is going on in this game? Right. Uh, but this game, it's like, they really fleshed her out, and I, I'm like, oh, wow, she's actually a really good character. I, like, I'm really interested in her story. I'm curious how this will end. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, so I, I think Separate Ways is really good. It's actually way better than I expected. I thought it was going to be, like, fine, but, like, it's, like, meaty, it's like it's like a chunky DLC. I think it's the best DLC they've ever done on a Resident Evil game, without even a question. And I think hmm. I played, I didn't play all the RE7 ones. I didn't beat them all at least, but I did try them. And I put, I, I think I played most of the Resident Evil DLC. So this is, I think, like, usually it feels B team. Like, like um, the Village DLC was fine, but it felt B team, right? Like it was good, but it wasn't like to the level of the campaign. But I think this is. This feels like it's like easily as good as the main story. Which is usually rare in DLCs. Not not always. I think FromSoft DLC is top tier, but this this is also yeah. even uh, like the original Separate Ways expansion felt like you know very B team just reconfiguration of yeah. the main game. So like this being yeah. something so substantial is very impressive. It's funny. I didn't think the original Separate Ways was that good. Like I played it no. once, right. <laughs> and it was like. Eh, it's fine. It was funny mm-hmm. to watch Leon run around in the village and like snipe the guys from above, but like the rest of it was like just Tap fine. Front this, 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 yeah. yeah, but this is like hell yeah. Like I'm gonna definitely replay this uh, DLC. I, I haven't beaten it yet. I'm in the sewers, or I don't know how far that is, but that sounds it's like familiar. Two thirds, two thirds. Oh, so. really? It's still that long? God yeah. Damn. No, it's it's like straight up Resident Evil Three remake level content. It's oh, like that's... it's crazy. <laughs> really cool. I, I think That's the awesome. combat in this game is it's just it's so fun still. And Ada having the ranged attack, melee attack. I just, know. Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay. so fun. Why two is it things, only ten two, bucks? Like that's crazy. Know. It's awesome. I it's I love so it, but sick. I'm just like I, I can't believe it. It's like too good yeah. to be true. Like they could have easily have charged like honestly sixty dollars i they like there's a universe where they charged sixty dollars for this if they did that for resident evil 3 remake they could have done it for oh this. yeah um but yeah it playing as ada is so fun like her shotgun holy shit that shotgun is so awesome it's like my new favorite video game shotgun like it's, it's so fun it's better than the other ones they're all they all feel good in that game but the, her, hers is just like next level it's Honestly. something else. Oh my god! It's so uh, fun in mercenaries mode too. I just have to say, it. I literally have a line on my thing when I was playing this DLC I, that said, "I was, I wrote down this is the greatest love letter to RE4 ever," and like Orin already said it. It's like really we had the same thought. <laughs> yeah, the, the same uh, tropes and cliches. Yeah. I, I should be an IGN video game journalist. I'd be good <laughs> at it. 
This game is bombastic and visceral. <laughs> this game really makes you feel like Ada Wong. Uh. Um, uh, I, I also thought there's two moments that I really appreciate that happened here. One, Wesker says complete local saturation, which is just so funny. That's his line he says in RE5, which is like one of my favorite lines in the game. It's so cheesy and ridiculous. And also, she finds a raccoon that's taxidermied. Yes, and she's, that was great. <laughs> she's like, oh, this that was so fake. funny. I know that was so funny. I was like, that's so good. Uh, so, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, love poured into this, into this DLC. I can tell. Capcom's really. I think Capcom is just kicking ass right now. Like they released like the best Street Fighter I think ever, and uh, RE4 man, the remake is just. I like if does does the DLC count as like the game of the year? Like when we doing game of the year at the end of this year. Like, do we count, do we lump the DLC separately, or is it like just you just say RE4 and that counts both the game and the DLC together? Uh, I, I think this completes the game. I, I do too. Because it feels like I've seen trailers, I haven't got to it, but they put some of the cut content in her con- campaign I've seen. So, like, all that stuff that we were complaining about was gone is like, well, is it gone now? Maybe it's not. So, hmm. they, yeah. they also, I should also mention, um, they enhance Luis as a character as well. Yes. Um, because. In the main campaign, he is awesome in the main campaign. I really love him. My one criticism of his character, and I didn't realize this was a criticism until I played the DLC, is that I wasn't totally convinced that this guy would be like an um, an umbrella scientist. I was like, he's just like this weird, like, you know, Don Quixote. Like, vamos a rescatar la princesa, like, you mm-hmm. know, swashbuckling hero. But in this one, you really feel like the pain he has for creating this bioweapon and i thought it made his character even better um they really enhanced luis as a character ada as a character i think it's awesome that wesker is like a main antagonist in this game like that's so cool yeah i love um yeah what a love letter i'm just uh, i love it (laughs) i i i hate being this hyperbolic i need to be more pissy i need to be more pissy i need to like make up reasons why i dislike this game but i just can't Hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's worth it if you're a fan of RE4. Then absolutely don't miss the DLC. Yeah. Did you play RE4 remake, Taylor? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, I I, I really love it. Um, I think I I had some issues uh, issues that like overlap with what you vocalized just there. Um, but I I I it's like one of the best things I've played this year. And like I, I started out the year and I I did like. A trio of remakes. I, I did like Last of Us Part One, RE4 remake, and Dead Space remake, and was just mm. like, "Oh, am I back into gaming in a big way?" No, but um, <laughs> uh, I, for for those couple of months, yeah, I was. Um, it, it's been so long. Like, it's been since Resident Evil Seven, since I've been like really, really satisfied with a Resident Evil game. As like that's like one of my favorite series, um, and I was over the moon for this one cool yeah it's you'll be uh, happy then something cool. special yeah 10 bucks oh my god like yeah yeah it's wild practically Ooh, free to, to steal w- one uh warning i guess for this dlc which isn't really a criticism in my opinion but like it could be a criticism um is that the ammo the ammo management for the village levels is like pretty brutal even compared mm. to the original game like there were mm. There were moments on har- even hardcore difficulty where I was like, I just like have no bullets for this boss fight, and I just need to figure out a way to kill this guy. So, 
it, it's uh it's tough but hmm. i have but, one huge complaint with this game and it's the dlc in the main game that have this problem and i'm like is anyone else have this problem it is so fucking dark in that game i can't see anything i turn hdr <laughs> off and i still can't see anything like on both really? my displays the game is just too fucking dark like what's like if you look yeah. up on the sky your character becomes a black silhouette i've noticed this like it's an intentional oh. thing they've done it's like a weird contrast are you and using fsr2 still yeah, is that what it is? Is it FSR2? It might be that, because I don't have that problem. Um, I actually think the game yeah, has a really either. evenly balanced HDR, unlike another game we're going to talk about. But um, <laughs> it, it okay, could be it is FSR 2.0. Okay, I'll I noticed that. FSR2 smudge. fucks that game up. Then. Yeah, I, I didn't like it in that game at all. Um, <clears throat> try that, because I, I found that... that it. <clears throat> Yo, like you know it, what? I'm playing with DLSS on my, on my NVIDIA... Laptop. Yeah, that's true. That's I don't know. Maybe mess with your settings. Like I mean, I've turned HDR off just to like double check it. But have you played with the uh, the the like brightness? Yeah. I'm sure you must have. Right? Yeah, yeah, I fucked hmm. it at all. I don't know. That's weird. Like it could be. I don't know. I don't have that problem. I think it actually has a really pleasing look. Like like the thing I've discovered that like HDR that has really bright highlights and really shitty blacks, really gray blacks, just in, in a in a lot of uh, shadow detail or not, not a lot of shadow detail but a lot of the, the images shadows just ruins my eyes and that's what Starfield mm-hmm. does um, <laughs> and the Callisto <laughs> Protocol did the same thing and it was just like I play that game and it's just like it's like blinding you with the highlights and then you're trying to see what's going on in the shadow yeah. area and it's just like Ugh. too much contrast maybe I'm old I don't know but like uh, hmm tangent but uh, yeah Resident Evil 4 d- play it yeah that's, that's uh, it. I, I'm gonna play it when I get back from vacation because uh yeah, Orin. Orin. One last thing. One last thing. We touched on it really briefly, but Mercenaries mode with oh, Ada yeah. Wong and, and, uh, and Wesker rocks. Yes, it does. Absolutely rocks. Also, there's new characters to unlock, too. There's two new outfits for mm. Leon and Ada. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. And They're they fun. also they also brought back the Chainsaw Maniac. Yes. From, which is so sick. <laughs> Super Salvador, <laughs> as it used to be called. And they brought back the Docks, too, which used to be called Waterworld. The original game. Very yeah. exciting. It's so yeah. fun. Mercenaries it's is so, so fun. fun. I've actually already played like probably 15 rounds of it. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. With Wes Grenada. They're both so fun. Every character what? feels so fun. I, yeah. Gosh, Why is forever. it so good? Why? Why is it so good? I don't get it. Video Born games shouldn't be this fun. Oh, get out of here. here. Here's a question. I have heard, and if this is too spoilery, we can skip over it, that there's some pretty heavy... <clears throat> implications that Resident Evil 5 will get a remake from stuff in the game is that overblown true I don't know Spoiler no, the, no uh. they're, tr- they're true oh I wow I just dropped that bomb <laughs> I didn't beat it yet uh, so I'll let you know once I beat it I All mean right. I mean come on like Wesker is a huge character from the trailers like they're obviously leaning towards something like, yeah bring it on man I'm ready for it Come on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Give it to the me. Game's, the game's Give it still to playable. me. I want it. Kevin I, I think Tails defender. is upset that I might have spoiled something. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm not upset at all. I just think it's very <laughs> funny that that they are committing to uh, remaking Resident Evil 5, if, if that is the case. It's, it seems to be, but I guess I guess we'll see what they do. I don't know. I, I wish they would make some new games. Or, yeah, I, I, think games, have two teams. <laughs> I think they do. I think they're working on a new game, too. I'm sure. They, I, think I think they're they going to keep the, the alt. Yeah, I not think alternating. Be, yeah, yeah. 
but I'm not going to open this can of worms, but I'm just going to say I have major reservations about Resident Evil 5 being re- remade for a variety of reasons. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what they're going to do with the remakes is they're going to do five, and then maybe they'll do Coveronica, but I think they're going to end the remakes with one. They're going to redo the first game, I think. I think it's a high chance of it. I'd say that. That that's also kind of what I've assumed they've been doing, uh, or been working toward. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm 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 ready for a new mainline direction. Even though I've been like consistently enjoying all of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want to do like Claire Redfield game. Yeah, Claire Redfield. No, let's. You know what? Screw it. Jill. New Ada Wong. We need a new sure. Ada Wong game. I'll take that. Let's too. do it with with this RE4 Ada Wong. Hmm. Yes, <clears throat> I, I want that. I dig it. All right. Um, let me ask you guys a question. When, how much time has to pass before something is like moves from like plagiarism to sort of pastiche or reverence or homage? Like, what what is the necessary condition for something to not be plagiarism? Even over if it's really nine, well over done? eight years. If you're asking o- that. more than eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you wouldn't you wouldn't be talking about a certain Pinocchio I'm talking about game. your girl Liza P. <laughs> <laughs> uh is it good? I mean I played the so, demo. I, I played, played the I, first hour up to the first boss. I have not beat the first boss because I'm I suck, I guess. Um and I thought it felt really good. Like it, it was like, oh, this is almost up to FromSoft standards. Maybe I'm overspeaking, but it felt it felt good. It, it looked good. Um, the story was intriguing, even though it's Pinocchio. It was, it was a pretty good take on Pinocchio. Um, it seemed like it had a few mechanics that were new, but it definitely felt plagiaristic. Is the I don't know what the right word is. Like obviously, they're not trying to steal from Soft's work. They're clearly like, yeah, we love it so much that we we can't even think in any other color. But sure. I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I guess. Set me straight, guys. I agree with you. I'm not down with the plagiarizing from Soft. People do it too much. Blasphemous did it as well, and I was like, "This is like way too Dark Souls, guys." Like this is it's NPCs. Blasphemous, the, this the side-scrolling game. Yeah, it just felt so Dark Souls. Like they had the NPCs. They're they talking about this like you know church group. It was like it was all like esoteric and weird, like Dark Souls style. It was just too much, too much from like have a little bit of like your own take. Like take the mechanics and stuff, but like have your own aesthetical st- styling. <laughs> I don't know, that's my that's my opinion. Well, I played through the demo which has th- I think 3 boss fights and I and I did all 3 boss fights. And I'm of two minds of this cuz one I agree it's it, it feels too plagiar like it's very plagiarism. Like even some of the assets and sound effects and like the role animations look like they were just like stolen from FromSoft's <laughs> library. Like it's it's almost like too much. Yeah. But but at the same time, I don't really think FromSoft has made a game like this since Dark Souls 3. So in a way, they are kind of filling a void for certain demographics who are kind of craving that type of Dude, Dark they ported Souls Blood Souls for, PP, for uh, PC. It's They finally did the impossible port, right? <laughs> the Blood Souls? I, I, I joke, yeah, but... Yeah, Bloodborne. Uh, PC port. Uh, no... Did but, I see Blood Souls? I yeah, clearly. Uh, we're all tired. Blood. We're all yeah. tired. But, I um, feel like, like the amount of time also feels like way shorter, just because it's like mm. so. You know, uh, 
graphics, uh, capital G graphics, have not come like that far. That's a good since, point. Like Dark yeah, Souls three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, COVID and like just time. I feel yeah. like I felt like it wasn't that long ago. I was like in the store, anxious, like so shaking of hands of buying Bloodborne, like looking at it in my hands. Yeah, like, can't right. wait to drive. That was like home what twenty sixteen. 2015 2015 2015 okay that was a long time ago like i I kind of feel like maybe it's like i i i I hesitate to use the word plagiarism because plagiarism is like yeah stealing somebody's work and passing it off as your own and it's not that but it's like it's like the cover band that's like wrote a new song that sounds almost exactly the same as (laughs) their favorite cover song i will say like very few uh souls likes not by FromSoft have hit for me on any level. Um, so like, mm-hmm. I mean, I hear this one's like pretty close mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways, like really nails it. And I'm like interested to actually see like someone really trying to be a copycat, do it like, right. Um, which like, not to say they probably shouldn't be venturing off in different directions, but it has piqued my interest. Yeah, I, I think they. It, I think it's a good game, and I think they their their design is is pretty strong. It feels good. It actually feels in some ways more like Dark Souls One and Demon Souls. Like you move a little slower, you're a little bit clunkier. The attack wind up is a little more deliberate. It doesn't quite have the same speed and finesse that that I think of with Bloodborne. Um, but it looks a lot like Bloodborne. And from what I hear, it does later in the game introduce several sort of novel things you know mm. gameplay elements and design decisions and storytelling so i don't know like the the, the few hours i've spent with it or what I, I thought it was really engaging and it was it was the best souls like i've played or, or the one i clicked the strongest with anyway and, and like i have not ever finished a non from soft souls like so mm. I, I finished a couple i i yeah, actually I play this game i will play it I, I also intend to play it, and I, I don't pick up that many like AAA price games these days. I, I remember I really enjoyed Salt and Sanctuary, save yeah. the, the visual switch, like you know, Stupers and Team, um, and that was like the one that worked for me. Mm. And I've been kind of scrounging around for something that I, I truly vibe with since. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, I, I love the Remnant games. Um, those are probably my favorite. Okay. Um, okay. Just I just need to say something really quickly here. Oh, I played, what happened? Uh-oh. I played Remnant 2, and I got to the Bloodborne world, and I was like, did they actually copy the assets from Bloodborne? Because they, <laughs> there this you is go. such a ripoff. Mm. I've never... I, this that Talk about plagiarism. <clears throat> Holy... The enemies have, like, English accents. And they're all like... They they don't say, away, away, when they stab you with torches, but they, and they might as well. Like, it's, like, so... Sure. That game is seriously taken from... <laughs> I'm sorry. More so than I I, I agree. agree. This game, they have American accents. They they don't have British accents for some reason. I was Mm -hmm. kind of missing the the British accents or the like weird, I don't know, Welsh sort of like breathy deliveries. I I wasn't getting that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, Remnant 2 is good because I like to shoot people in the head. So there you go. There you go, Kevin. I feel like Happy. once you introduce no, guns, I just wanted it's, it's to mention not... this the, the the plagiarism. I was like, holy! I was like, whoa! I saw right. that from we were both like, wow, this is that's all. It's it's homage. 
right? right? It's an homage. It's, it's tribute. A hev- it's tribute. Tri- it's a heavy tribute. So uh, I don't know. That's all I'll say about Liza P. Uh, but it's on Game Pass. If if that matters to people, it's pretty available to play. You can check out. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought I was surprised at how good it was. Like I expected to be to bounce off it immediately and end up spending the whole night with it. Oh, oh, so I guess the one thing I should say, I didn't beat the first boss because like they there's a mechanic in this game where enemies regenerate health when you're not doing damage to them. And I play Dark Souls like such a slow, deliberate jackass that like I'm like chipping away at this guy and then I notice, oh, his health's back where it was, you know, three hits ago. Um, so like oh. you have to play aggressively and there's some kind of Sekiro pairing system. And I don't know. It's hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm interested in playing this game. Um, like, right now is not the time. Pl- I might play it too. I'm gonna, I have my I have my eyes on it. But there's a lot right now. There's Speaking a lot. of a lot, uh, I'm ready to give my Starfield review. Are you guys ready for my my numerical Starfield yeah, objective score? My, wait, wait. I think... before, before you give it a number, can I mm-hmm. say what what number I think you're going to give it? Please, please, please. But you did talk to me on the phone for like 30 minutes this week, so <laughs> that's true. I'm just going to say, I think you're going to surprise us right now. Oh, oh, all right. You're not going to give it a nine or above. You're going to give it a solid eight point five. Am I right? You're right. It is a yes. it is a solid eight point five. I think Let's the game go. has. It's got some ten out of ten moments, and it's got some like five and a half out of ten right. moments. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Definitely. like you average them together, you maybe end up with uh, eight and a half. I think it's it's. It's a great game with some pretty serious caveats. And I talked about a bit about them last pod, so I won't belabor the point. But like, I do think it, it requires it requires some investment. And, and sort of like you have to get used to the fact that this game is centered around fast travel. And that's not what you're going to want for the first 15 hours. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I, uh, I so I, I, I play a little cyberpunk and I was like, wow, this is great i can just drive across the city and that's that's all there is to it <laughs> no loading screen oh yeah loading screens oh my god um, starfield is like a game where you spend probably non non-exaggerating maybe 30 percent of your time in menus like clicking on planets to go to or navigating just your weight systems or something so i i i uh, i would give the game an eight myself Wow. Um, I uh, I I do like it, and I agree. I think there's some moments that are absolutely incredible in this game, but I think the like planet exploration is like the most boring, one of my most boring experiences of 2023. <laughs> it's just <laughs> nothing exciting to find. You go to a you go to a base. It's 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 got four different factions. It's the same layout as the base you were at in the other planet. It's like there's just nothing interesting to find at all, and and it's just kind of random generation mountains. I, so I think on that front, it's not great but if you play in the cities you're doing the stories and the quests a lot of good stuff there can i just say though constellation are the most boring bunch of uppity two shoot like 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 boring people i've ever been a part of every time i think they complain at me and they get pissed and like i they have to have them in my ship and they get all mad if i want to do anything even slightly edgy is this a game about freedom yeah these guys are holding me down man dude (laughs) the best bug happened to me with that where i i had all of them on my ship and I attacked a bank ship to rob it uh-huh. and they all freaked out and were all screaming and yelling at me, screaming and yelling at me. So I go onto the bank ship, kill everybody on there, take over the ship. There's a pile of bodies on the bridge. And then I woke up and Sam Coe's like, 
you're really doing a good job as captain. You really got this thing figured out. <laughs> I was just like standing there with his daughter next to like a pile of bodies. And he had just like been like, we need to talk right now. It was like such a goofy bug. Like oblivion just, ass shit. Uh, was, you know? Yeah. Um, wait, wait, Aaron, you've never had to just like discuss about random stuff like next to a pile of corpses in your life. Like I've done, I've done that before. Uh, Have I? So yeah. I had a similar experience with Sam Coe, not exactly the same, but I like downed in a, a mercenary and I was like, I want to see if like, I can interact with them. And Sam Coe just runs up and just pops him, like just done. <laughs> he just executed him. And I was like, dude, you just like killed Whoa, this frontier guy. Frontier justice. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, um, Sam. Sam's the guy who like will ball you out if you like, you know, accidentally shoot someone. He'll like run away and freak out. We need to talk right now. And he runs away from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Also, I just have to mention this game is like so PG. It's like mm. so. Coming from Cyberpunk, which, you know, that's the other extreme. But it just, it feels like, it reminds a little bit of the horizon. It's just like a little bit, everyone's a little, it's a little Disney, I guess. It's a little, like, children safe, which I just find to be a little bit boring. <laughs> sure. In most uh, every regard to the game. So. Um, and and this is Kevin's 8 out of 10 review, everyone. Yeah. Of Starfield. <laughs> I don't know, like... I, I that game, it's you know it's a game of highs and lows. It's like oh I, I'm doing something amazing. This is so cool. I love this. And then it's just like I'm doing something that that sucks and this is not good at all. So yeah, I will say it front loads the lows for which is not a good yeah, design decision. But like once you get past some of the the stuff that's not that great, it's it's it stays good and it's it is pretty fun. And there is some really cool stuff in there and cool writing and like like I do think it's you know I think it's a good game, but it's it's got some flaws. Um, and, and then comparing it side by side with cyberpunk is just not flattering, not flattering, um, for, for Starfield, because particularly when you compare like the city, like there's a cyberpunk city in, uh, in Starfield and yes. people like it and it's kind of cool, but it, it feels like a Beyond. collection of hallways. Whereas you go to cyberpunk, you're like, this is a big fucking city. Like it's just not, they're even, not it, even like comparable, not even remotely, it's comparable. not even like in the same, it, they're so different. Yeah, I, I, uh, Cyberpunk 2.0, I have to say, when I started playing it, like, it really took the steam out of Starfield sales for me. Cause I was like, wow, Damn. this shooting is so much better. And this writing, I like a lot more, these characters. And yeah, the game, it's just much more fun to play it. Honestly. So, yeah, we'll talk about Starfield or Cyberpunk later, right? Yeah, well, I guess so. Or we could talk about it now. 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 I mean, why? In, I, I want to play it, guys. You guys are like, what do y'all think about Cyberpunk? I, I am. It's exceeded my expectations. I would say significantly. What would you say is the biggest change, Kevin? The that police. You, that you're, the police. The police. Uh, really? Yeah. I had so tell much me about the police. How, okay. how are the police now? And, uh, the police are like actually a system. They have to like see you commit a crime, and then they'll like send waves of guys. They'll send like you know the cops after you. They'll try to arrest you, and they have like dispatchers talk and be like, "Oh, we got something happening in Watson," and they'll be like, "Yeah, what else is new?" And then like they'll send like a guy after you, and you you can fight them, and they'll like you know escalate like in GTA. Um, but it allows me to have all these fun systemic battles through the city, and I actually feel like there's like a threat and like things that are you know you can lose the police, you can hide, you can stealth. When you get to the the max uh, five star, they send in max tack, like an alarm goes off, and like the dropship shows up, and the guys jump out, and they're all like boss fights. It's like they're like really difficult. It's just I I am having so much fun fighting the cops already. I was like, it's the first thing I did basically. And also the shooting is like really good now. They got rid of the Diablo loot system, so like it plays like a, oh. like an actually a really good shooter now. Like your, no your clothes aren't armor anymore, and there's no more progression for guns. 
There's just five what? tiers. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a progression, but yeah. It's not five like tiers. but yeah. it's not like a like a loot progression where you have like right. power it's incrementally increasing like a Diablo or Destiny or it's, something. Yeah, it's way more straightforward. Um oh, It's a proper sick. shooter now. And you you also have the Doom Eternal dash. So I was like fighting the cops. What? I had like huge waves of them and I was just a Doom Eternal dashing around them. It's so fun. It is so much fun to play, honestly. <laughs> like I'm going to probably put 100 hours into it. Easy. Yeah. I restarted. Whoa. I already played like 10 hours. Um the biggest change I would say. That's interesting you say the police. I didn't I never really engaged with the police one way or the other, but um, just now that you can make like builds, the skill trees are so much better. Before the skill trees were like just kind of an assault on your eyes and and brain, like I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like now it's like, oh, okay, I, I can craft this build and it's kind of fun and I can try this out and see see what I like. And like you can you can you can make fun builds. Like I'm you know a sneaky uh, samurai kind of character. I guess ninja, not samurai, but you know, I've got, I got a sword and, and I run around and double dash and just chop people's heads off, and it feels great. Oh man, yeah, I, I had the play it. I had the cops on me, and there was like a gang fight happening, so I like ran into the middle of the gang fight, and they were all like shooting each other, and the cops started blasting them, so they all turned around and started blasting the cops, and this like huge fight happened. I just like slowly snuck away while they were all duking it out, and I lost the cops. I lost, I, I they, they, they like, they like were looking for him, but they lost me. So just like that could never happen in the original game, you know. The city, I don't know. I felt like I'm playing like an open world shooter now that like with a city that feels alive compared to a game that just didn't feel that way before, to be honest. It looked good before. Yeah. The NPCs are still a little like the random people in the street yeah. are still pretty much just like mannequins walking around looking at you funny, but yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, you should check it out. I, I'm excited for Tales, this. Have you, have you played Cyberpunk Tales? I haven't. I uh, I've watched the action button review. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I played like <laughs> nice, the first nice. hour and really enjoyed it. And I was like, I should come back to this. And it it seems like now is the time, um, or sometime in the coming months. Um, the all the stuff I've seen about Cyberpunk 2.0 just seems like so overwhelmingly positive and transformative. Like it seems like something I really should not ignore. I would play it, Tails. I will. I will. I promise you. Good. I, I, I like got when I played the game last year, which was like the 1.5 version. I like I was so intoxicated with that world for like my 75 hour playthrough. And like I just like when, when that game was over, I was like, wow, that was an experience. Like, I, I don't know that, that game with considering all the bad hype around it, I think. I think they have something special there with the storytelling and the immersion and the combat. Yeah. I think, yeah. In my opinion, like, and maybe it's just cause I like this game, but I think that this is like a more transformative change than, um, no man's sky even. Cause like, I, I really, wow. like, I really like playing it. Okay. So that's my opinion, you know, but we played it in December, 2020. <laughs> so yeah, we played it way back. Like my <laughs> safe file was three years old. Uh, and yeah. you know, I liked it before, but it, it like it really the early access uh, thing is holds true. Like I play a lot of early access games, and I'm okay with that. So I was okay with it back then, and the bugs were kind of fun. I mean, fuck, I love Stalker, right? But um, right, this uh, does so not feel like PC an early Gamer access has game an article anymore. Titled... Wait, wait, Aaron, do you like Stalker? What's that? Do you like Stalker? I I, I don't know what you're talking about, Arn. <laughs> so I just just for reference, PC Gamer has an article titled. I know someone told you it was time to play Cyberpunk 2077 every time it got a patch, but for real, it's time now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like it's time. 
this time, this time, or you know, whenever you have time. But like, yeah, the game's good now. Um, should I fall in love with uh, Judy Alvarez again, or should I fall in love with someone else? Panam. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Panam. I mean, we, we can tell where Kevin's sympathies lie. I don't know, man. <laughs> Do, like, <laughs> live your life. Yeah, or, live your life. She, you should re-roll. Like I re-roll. A, she she has a Radiohead themed tattoo. Like Pan it's Am? irresistible. No, uh, oh Judy Alvarez. Yeah, um, and the name I mean, of her Judy's mission. Pretty adorable. Yeah, so the name of her mission is Pyramid Song, which is a great mm. Radiohead song. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's, here's a here's a pro tip. If well, like, maybe it's not true. It was true a few weeks ago. If one wants to play the game and doesn't own a copy and they they want to play it on a next gen console, buy a previous gen console version for like ten dollars on eBay, <laughs> and then update it. <laughs> Okay, so that's Sorry. my tip. That's smart. Um, all right. Well, Cyberpunk 2.0, awesome. Uh, Armored Core. Taylor, I heard you were struggling with this game. Uh, I was for the very uh, first mission. Okay. And uh, immediately after beating it, uh, after beating the first mission, I was able to replay the first mission and just nail it. But yeah. uh, I booted up this game and uh, was deeply embarrassed as i get stuck on the first mission um <laughs> for i don't know over an hour mm. uh i i i felt like i was uh that the guy who messed up the cuphead tutorial um <laughs> but, uh, once i got past that i just like have been breezing through the missions i'm on uh I'm, like halfway through chapter four right now a little further um haven't gotten stuck of on someone for like more than two or three deaths um i i you know pre-patch i one shot that chapter one boss every everyone seemed to get stuck on and um i've been having a blast it's it's just like what if there was a character action game that you could like respec and now you're playing functionally a different character action game like deeply for me uh like i played like five verdict day and like one other briefly when they released but um not enough to truly get a handle on the series and um it's been so long since i was this over the moon for a new release video game mm. um and i'm i'm deeply into it i just got back from a week-long trip and next time i have a a, a spare moment i am uh, going to at least finish my first playthrough um uh, I oh, the first week of me playing that, I felt like a kid. It was just always occupying my brain space, mm -hmm. which is something that happens increasingly rarely as I get older with video games. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying where, it. Where are you guys at? Y'all beat it three, four I, times. I beat Orin? it twice. Twice. I'm on my third playthrough. I got the platinum. I got the platinum. Orin is just chasing platinum. It's How not good. It's it's not good. It's not good. I, I think I think talking to normal people about video games realize makes me realize what an addict I can be. Like I'm it's just like like Tails, you're just like, Oh yeah, I'm on chapter four and I'm <laughs> and meanwhile I like platinum's the game and I'm like, gosh, why am I so addicted to video games that are good? But yeah, Armored Core 6 is like, 
Gosh, it's tough, man, because I love Resident Evil 4 Remake so much. But I also love Armored Core 6 so much. Mm. And, and I think it just really it just really surprised me in a lot of ways because I was expecting Armored Core 6 to be like from software doing their guilty pleasure game. It's like, oh, we made all these masterpieces. Now we're just going to chill. And yeah. they to- they totally did not chill. <laughs> like this is like as good. Like it's in the same mm-hmm. tier. And it's just a different flavor, and it's just blowing my mind. And in some ways, it is my favorite From Software game. And in those some ways, the PvP rips so hard. Mm. I have I've never been a huge PvP guy for FromSoft. I know Kevin feels differently about that, and so do you, Aaron. Um, but for me, like this is the first time I've really gotten into the PvP for Armored Core. Like I just. I don't know what it is. Just like these five minute matches where six or eight players are just firing lasers at each other and you're just smacking people left left and right. It's just so satisfying. And it's my favorite from soft PVP, like hands down. Are there invasions or is it just more like matchmaking? It's an arena. No, it's like, it's like matchmaking, but I, I love it. It's like my favorite from soft multiplayer yet. Um, And then like, uh, I guess the other way that like, I guess I would have to think about like the other ways that like it's my favorite one, but I think in terms of just pure raw fun factor, this is like the most fun I've had playing a FromSoft game. It's not doesn't mean it's the best, because um, Elden Ring is magical. Bloodborne was like you know completely changed the way I view video games, like. But in terms of just me having fun on a minute to minute basis, like Armored Core might be the most fun I've had playing a FromSoft game. The process so, of playing the game is just like repeatedly forcing yourself into an adrenaline rush. I know. Um, which is so, it's so great to see them operating in that mode where like I love like all get the platinum of, of every Souls game within a week of its release, including Elden Ring. Um, but like uh, having this pace and flow to the game is exhilarating. It's almost like too much for me sometimes because it's almost like a drug i'm just like just oh yeah just one more just one more match and then it's like four in the morning and like my brain is on fire because i'm just like so revved up but um i love it kevin what what are your thoughts i'm i'm sorry guys i'm so hyperbolic today that video games have just been too good lately (laughs) i promise i promise when i finally play Baldur's gate 3 i'll i'll rip it apart and say it's trash right right aaron I don't yeah, think, I, think I, I don't think you'll play it, but <laughs> uh, but I think if you played it, you'd like it. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure I'll love. It. I'm just I'm just being facetious. But Kevin, what do you think of Armored Core? Um, this game has like left such an impact on me. Like I'm like all this is like I'm always thinking about this game. When I'm not playing it. Like I listen to the music all the time. Like I'm just so absorbed in this universe and this setting and everything about it and. I don't know. I, I I I play Starfield and I'm like thinking about Armor Core the entire time. So like, let's <laughs> like, go. Um, it's it's. I mean, I remember saying like, hey, if anyone will make me like a mech game, it's, it's from Soft, right? So, <laughs> thing is, I already actually did like games of mechs, like um, Metal Gear Solid, and Aaron does too with Xenogears. So it's like it's I like, like one mech game. Um, I, I one thing that From does really well. I love the story of this game. Actually, I think it's like incredible. Um, I like the characters are so good. Uh, the um, like, from will give you a goal, but you never know why you're doing it. 
They'll be like, hey, ring the bell, seek the blood, kindle the flame, take the wall. It's like, why? Why am I doing this? And when you start questioning that, it's a whole puzzle. There's like their whole story is like mm. a puzzle to be unfurled and solved. And I think that's fucking genius. I did not know why I was fighting the Rubicon Liberation Front. Who are they? What's going on with this? Like, what? Like, oh, I see what's happening here. Ah, this this story. There's a lot to be had here. It's actually this story might even be saying something about the world in a way, <laughs> with the way that uh, things play out with this game. So I I really uh, I've really 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 enjoyed uh, this game. It's uh it's a it's a serious uh, experience, and I um, <clears throat> I think anyone who likes FromSoft should play it. But I also think like if you like shooters, you should play it. Yeah, like, it's not a conventional like FPS or third person shooter, but like it's just as intense as like the most tense shooters out there. Hmm. So it's so interesting how it shifts um, kind of the first person or like third person sh- shooter genre as how are you going to manage things that are within your vision and things you need to keep track of and shift how you are locking on um, rather than just like the standard point and shoot that's in most other games. Yeah. And it's like a vertical shooter, vertical and horizontal. Uh, You can play it with manual aiming, but that's like impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's way too hard. Really? Even with the mouse? Yeah. It's so fast. They move so fast. It's uh the way I would describe the game to people is like um it's almost like an inverted shooter because it's not so much about you aiming it's more about you locking onto something and then you're moving fast enough and dodging fast enough to avoid their attacks so it's almost yeah. like a reverse kind it's like of Doom. dynamic it's very it it's very rhythmic old school Doom it's very yeah 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 uh, but, I, yeah uh, it's, it's so good i I, what you what you were saying about the rubicon liberation front really resonated with me because like what i love about the game especially in the early chapters is that you're just like this mercenary who's just kind of ping-ponging between all of these corporations fighting over a resource Mm -hmm. and i love how the game plays with that conceit like for example there's this one brilliant mission early on where you are fighting um well, yeah, you're fight you're fighting like for one corporation, and then halfway through the mission, uh, you get a phone call, and it's like, "Hey, we'll pay you twice the amount of money, and if you if you fight for us, and then like if you do that, then like the other people are like, oh, you just destroyed our two mechs,' and then like the handler will say, "It's okay, we'll pay for the costs.' It's like it's all just a corporate battle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where like almost like nothing matters. You're always up for grabs to the highest bidder. And I just think that's a really inspired universe that I don't think I've ever really, I guess cyberpunk explores that, but like the way armored core does it is really creative and really fun. It's really cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really a fan. I really like, um, some of the, I don't want to be too spoilery, but characters that you meet along the, along the game are really, really good. I think they're like some of my favorite already of, of their, and I think the soundtrack is so good. I love yes. the soundtrack of the game. Like it took a little bit to grow on me initially, but hmm. man, I, and I also don't think like I was thinking about, there's a couple missions. There's a mission where you can like fly forever. If you know what I'm talking about, Arm, where you like get infinite jetpack and you can like, Oh my God. Dude, one it, of the best missions. So epic. So I was good. just like, man, like I'm again, like I'm not usually impressed by games visually because I've seen so much throughout my, my life of just scale, but I don't think anyone does it like from like, I, I, I really yeah. mean that. Like they just, they kill it. It's like, holy cow <laughs> this is insane this is so cool hmm. it's so you know yeah i just i think it's hard to do spectacle well 
Um, I think Final Fantasy yeah. 16, you know, finally I'm getting critical of a game in this podcast. <laughs> like, that is a game that, like, and I, I touched on this last podcast, but it's like they do spectacle, but like I never feel like I'm in control of the spectacle, so it's not that impressive. Like that mission you're talking about, Kevin, where you, where you have unlimited jackpot. Like the fact that you're in control of that whole yeah. battle the whole time and you're doing all that shit is just so unbelievable. And I, I like know. cannot believe they they pulled it off. It's un- incredible. It's so cool. I know. I always like when that happened. I was like, seriously, this is what's going on here. This is what we're doing. This is it. And I, was like, I yeah. know. It's so sick. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Uh, maybe this is my game of the year. God damn it! This 2023 with these game of the year. Freelancer, like, Arn, come on. What's going on? Freelancer too. Oh my Dude, gosh! Once you play Baldur's Gate, you're like, oh, this was the game of the year. Yeah. What is this? What is this CRPG boring? Bro, you love dragons. you love uh, what's it called? Uh, Disco Elysium. But no, man, I, I want to play this game. I just want to say, like, on the just the topic of game of the year, I I don't think I'll ever, not ever, but th- this is this will be my hardest game of the year choice, like just mm. for a list that I've ever had. By like a stretch, like I don't know yeah. how I'm gonna even do a top ten. Yeah, I have way too. I've played so many games this year that I'm like think are great. So damn. Yeah, uh, so I, I actually just looked at my top ten because I have like a working top ten right now. Me too. Dia- Diablo four ain't ain't making it. It's yeah. off. Mine's <laughs> Diablo four is done. I got booted. <laughs> Sorry, Diablo 4. We're Sorry, already Diablo. we're already starting to get casualties. Okay. Like it's gonna be like the end of the year, and I'm gonna be like Dead Space remake. I'm so sorry. I loved you, but no. <laughs> hmm. Damn. Yeah, we still have it's still stuff to play. Still stuff to happen. Well, I like too. You, I I love y'all's enthusiasm for that. I I want to uh, I want to experience it. I think November December. As soon as I as soon as I can. I just gotta free up my schedule think, right now. It's it's really great. I, I, I think when you play, I, I'm not it, a mech guy. On you. I'm not a mech guy, and I love it. If that convinces yeah. you, uh, I could I've be a mech guy. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm mech you curious. Yeah, before um, before the end of you the year, you could be like me. I, I'm a new mech guy. I am a. New, I'm gonna start watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, dude, <laughs> Gundam. we should watch that. We should watch that. I Gundam, watch that. man, you gotta watch Gundam. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm all my chips are quicker. in. I used to watch on this whole. I mean, like, I don't know if you can rock dual shotguns in Gundam, so maybe I won't like it, but whatever. <laughs> Dude, the dual the dual wielding is so... Ugh, it's a fucking game. Okay, yeah, it's like awesome. I gotta stop myself. Armored, <laughs> maybe I'll give it to Armored Core 6 for Game of the Year. It's really hard. It's really hard. All right. I, in exactly a month, Orin's going to be saying, Alan Wake 2, Game of the Year. <laughs> un, un, I know. Unquestionably. I, I know. I, I, just, I just bring the hype. I just bring, like, the empty, Orin, that's hype Not empty. We, we love you. We love you for your enthusiasm, Orin. This is, this is, this is good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, uh, IGN, kind of funny. Hire me. I can do it. I can do this. Uh, I guess that's all we got to say. Anything else about Armored Core 6? It rocks. So good. Love fucking love that game. <laughs> or you're playing love fighting it. games? Uh, no, but I am never... watching people oh. play fighting uh, games. So you're watching Twitch, huh? Interesting. No, <laughs> I do. I do have people in my life, as hard as that is to believe. But uh, but yeah, no. I my brother came to visit me for like a week and a half ish, and he picked up Mortal Kombat One. And I watched him. No. Okay. I heard that's that's a good version. Um, I had to throw it out there. I had to throw it out there. 
Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, on PS5, and he played. I watched him play through the whole campaign, and uh, it was it's pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It's you know, Mortal Kombat's not really my thing. Um, if I were to pick up a fighting game, I'd probably go with Street Fighter Five. It just seems like six. The speed or six. I'm sorry. The speed of okay. that game just seems more up my alley. But um, I do. I, I like it. The thing, the thing about Mortal Kombat One is the the gore is really fun, and it's the fatalities are really fun. The storytelling might be a little too bullshit for my taste. It's like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing: I'm like really burnt out by multiverse storytelling. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Dude, me too. Like I saw the new Spider Verse movie, which a lot of people loved. I like did not love it, and I think because oh. it, part of it was because I was just I couldn't do the multiverse stuff. It was like a little too much. It's like you know I had this first serving the the first movie, and then I got it again with everything everywhere all at once, and all these other movies, and now I'm like over it. Mortal Kombat yeah. really runs with the multiverse stuff to the point where like the stakes are just like a little too low. Like it really feels like nothing matters in that story. And the game is like wink winking to you, like, haha, nothing matters. Like everyone's gonna die. Like the story's yeah. trash. And like by the end of the game, I was a little exhausted by that. I was like, uh this so, isn't that exciting to me. This is but. the second time they've rebooted the franchise in the universe. <laughs> right. Just for just throwing that out there. It's they did just, that MK9. <laughs> <laughs> they did it again. It's like, why? Why not just actually reboot it for real and no no verse? Just have a new thing. Start mm. over. I like the old because, Mortal Kombat well, vibe. It was like a kung fu flick mixed with like Asian mythology. Right. That was awesome. But this yeah, like more big trouble, little China vibes. Yes, please. But not like this. Ah, I'm sorry. Well, the just, reason why I, they this game do looks it so lame to me. I don't be a hater. I'm sorry, but I just would not excited. No, about it's okay. Um, to be honest, I'm a little bit of a hater too, um, despite my brother loving this game. But mm. I, uh, I think the reason why they do the multiverse stuff is because they know their fans love having like a billion costumes for every character. So it's like, oh, let's have this version of this character. Like, mm. let's have Johnny Cage, but he's just Jean Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. Like, you know, Mortal Kombat. Uh, players love that shit. They love all the costumes, you know, kind of in the same way like when you play Lego games that you like getting all the Lego characters. I get it. Right. It's just the story just needs to be a little more grounded in something. It can't just be total bullshit. Like, um, the game is literally, will literally be like, it will follow a character along for like a chapter and then abandon the character for another version of that character and then abandon that story for another thing. And then there's yeah. multiple timelines, and oh, we have to save the multiverse, so, or else the timelines will. It's just a little is this a too hot take? trash. Is so it, wait, is five it, out of ten. Is this is is it a hot take to say like that's just like cover for bad writing? To be like, oh, right. the characters don't actually exist. Whatever, we just throw in new ones. We don't know what we're doing here. We're just gonna just yeah. It's <laughs> like just no stakes, but like yeah. I think I think Ed Boon gets off on that. He's like, yeah, that's just dumb. But okay. I don't like it. But. Whatever. Hmm. Maybe that's what that's the vibe they're going for. I guess it's not not my vibe. How's the punching, the kicking, the get over here? Does they it, got all yeah, that. Feel good? Does it play good? They removed the punching and kicking actually. <laughs> oh my god! So it's, it's just get anymore. over here. It's a telltale yeah. game now. <laughs> it, it's good. I think I think the uh, 
I think the <laughs> again, this is just my taste as a person, but yeah, along with the story, I just think the violence is like a little too stupid. Yeah, like like I feel like I I I like cartoony violence, but like I think even that needs to be like a little bit more grounded for me to actually feel like it's brutal. Like to me, it's just like too dumb. Like. Mm. You just you just have like a character with like a hat that's like an odd job hat that can cut people's heads off and he'll just like throw it cut off like both their arms both their legs chop their torso in half chop like their head down the middle and it's like it's just like a little like it, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't know. It's I'm not like oh that's so gross to me. It's like okay. So one thing I, I thought, I played MK9, which I loved, and I an MKX, which I liked, and then MK11, which I thought was not good. And I felt like between those three games, they had this spectacle creep of like, all right, the X-ray move in MK9 like breaks their arm. The, the, MK, the spectacle move in, in, in MKX like might break like a couple bones, right? Or like, like, maybe it's a little more ridiculous. Like maybe those happen to the face. In MK11, they'd like do a fatality practically, but they would like still fight for another round. Right. <laughs> they'd like shoot they them through that. the face, like stab them through the skull <laughs> and like pull them forward, like like get their face away through the sword. It was like, okay, and now they keep fighting. They're like, okay, we got to keep going now. It's like, what? That was not, that didn't kill them? And we can yeah. do this move three times, hmm. three times per round. I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like the, it became too goofy. I guess to your to your point, too silly. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, it it's 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 just it's not for me. It's not it's not for me. So like it's weird for me to like put a grade on it because it's just not for me. I know that there are okay. people like it has like an eighty five or something on Metacritic. Critics are like, oh my god, it's so good. Uh, hmm. There's so many costumes. The fatalities are so gnarly. Um, it's just it didn't really appeal to me that much but i get that the audience likes it one thing i will say about this game the monetization for this game is so whack like you like to play the game five days early you had to drop like a hundred dollars for it it's like Mm. what the fuck and they're already releasing dlc (laughs) for the game and the game just came out like what is going on with that like wb is off their rockers (laughs) with that shit because mk11 you could like play the game and have a bot like do towers for you and grind like while you were away like that oh was like God. like you had to like grind out um cosmetics just Ugh. say no. just say no um, and it was like hey because i bought this game <laughs> i'd pay money for the game you're gonna make me like grind <laughs> afk grind in game yeah it, it kind of was like mobile monetization mm. is what i had this was my opinion Hmm. I feel like critics are too light on that stuff. I think it's almost like critics have gotten like, they're like, oh, whatever. All games have monetization, but I feel like it's pretty egregious for this game. And I'm surprised. And Red Dead 2 also should have got more heat, in my opinion. The online of that is the same deal. The online. That didn't affect the single player, right? No. No, not at all. This game, I guess, offline could be affected, maybe. Like, Hmm. purchase mode or something. All right, well... That's uh, that's interesting. Thanks for checking in on that one, Orin. Um, topic of the week, biggest leak in the history of video games. Taylor, you look like somebody who appreciates physical media. Do, do you like owning uh, discs? I do like owning a disc or two. Yeah. I, uh, in the background of my uh, video call, uh, anyone I could with see access a lot to of... this, there are yeah. a couple thousand Blu-rays back there. A couple thousand? Is that... Not, no I exaggeration. So. Uh, I think awesome. it's I think it's like one and a half thousand, something like that. Yeah, so, so you take physical media, you value cool. physical media. 
Yeah. I, I might the, a little bit. How does the prospect of, of all Xbox SKUs having no discs strike you? Uh, it seems like the best thing that anyone has the ever done. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just get a little piece of plastic polluting the earth. No reason to keep it around. Straight to the landfill. Um, mm. I don't love it. I don't love it at all. Um, where are we going with this? Uh, well, that was one of the things that was leaked was that the the ref- they're going to refresh the Xboxes, I think, next year. And the refreshed Series X will not have a disk drive. Woof. So there will be no Xbox available that has a disk drive in assuming this, this leak is, you know, pans out, they don't change it yeah. in, in a year. So I'm just curious, like, which, which could mean for broader concerns towards the, uh, the shape of the industry, at least in gaming, like, Hey, you're not going to get a disk drive with your console. Can I, uh, can I talk about this a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go for uh, it. <laughs> so, I have a lot of things to say about this. I have a lot of opinions, I guess, about this. For one thing, I think I hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we probably all, hopefully, agree on that, right? Or at least yeah. maybe don't yeah, like yeah. the idea of no console consoles. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons why physical media is still beneficial for consumers. Uh, one, if I buy a game for seventy dollars, I pay seventy dollars on the storefront, uh, the walled garden, right? I get only one choice of retailer, which is Xbox. Or I can go for to multiple different markets and buy a bike in the used market or you know Amazon, whatever, Walmart. You um, mean with the physical copy? Yeah, the physical copy. I have multiple yeah. options, right? I can sure. go to multiple retailers. I can go to, I, and then when I own it, I have I physically own the license to play the game. Yeah. Right. I can potentially resell it or trade it with my friend, and they can play it. Right. There's there's a value there that is missed when you buy. A digital license and this is someone from this is just for the record here just just this is someone who owns coming from someone who owns 850 games on steam okay so mm-hmm. i do like digital storefronts but i think in my opinion for consoles there's a benefit because until pretty recently you could put a game and disc in and play it now you have to kind of install a lot of stuff because games are bigger these days but um generally it has been the case that you could put a disc in and play right? You wouldn't have to install a game or a PC. You have to install a game. So I really dislike the idea of uh, physical media going away. I think it's, it's like, it's, it's a, it hits consumers. I think it's a negative. It's consumer disempowerment. I don't know if that's the right phrasing, but I think it's I don't feel uh, empowered. Yeah. I, yeah. It's definitely not empowering <laughs> for the consumer. So like, I think that sucks. It also sucks if you have a collection. Yeah, like like Tails, you have a lot of physical media. I have some yeah. small amount of physical media that I also value, and you know so sometimes I like to watch it. Um, and I think that that I think that this is just crappy. The idea that a, a discless it's feature. awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, the reason I like Blu-rays in a lot of ways kind of a dead medium, but the reason I collect them is because I'm super picky about movies, and I want very specific transfers of certain films and transfers. Mm-hmm often become very, very unavailable for, uh, you know, lesser known films. And like, you know, uh, most movies in general never made it past VHS. Um, And like, you know, video games, much newer medium than movies and already so much more of its history is just irrevocably gone. And thankfully there's never been a, uh, online retailer where you can download all the games you purchased in the past that's gone offline forever and you can't re-download them that would be horrible except games for windows live 
<laughs> I uh, Microsoft um, as well. Uh, it was kind of interesting because Criterion, the Criterion Collection, recently announced uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio film as a new film in their collection, and it got some backlash because people were like, "You could just watch this movie on Netflix. Like, mm. why would why would you want that?" And mm. The reason why is because Netflix, if they wanted to, they could just be like, ah, no one's watching Pinocchio. Let's remove it from our platform. Tax <laughs> Which, right off. Yeah, tax Everything. right off. Right. I mean, oh, Warner yeah. Brothers has been doing that, like, yeah, like with Max and with Netflix. Like, it's, it's very easy, like, for these streaming giants to do that. So, Microsoft, you know, like, what's stopping them from doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, that was just one piece of this leak. Orn, what struck you the most out of all the many, the many things that we saw in our Twitter timeline in the last few days? Uh, buying Nintendo? That surprises you? That surprised me. I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Should I not be surprised? I was, I was surprised by that. I would be surprised if it happened, but like, I'm not right. surprised that they want to do it. Cause it's like, yeah, no shit. You want the best developer in the world. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I understand. I just, I, I just don't under, I'm not crazy. I know. Look, I know Phil Spencer was coming from an underdog position. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true anymore, but, um, he was covering, coming from an underdog position. So he was like acquisition, acquisition, like he was in that mindset, but, I'm not the biggest fan of just buying all of the competition. Oh and then yeah, no. You win no, the war that not. way, like, and it, just it would seems be horrible like if they bought that, Nintendo. Yeah, so that surprised me. Maybe it shouldn't have surprised me. It was more disappointed me. I was like, "What, really?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that was like the biggest thing that caught my attention. Um, uh, Tails, did you have a chance to look at the report? Did you? I did. I did. Uh, that was also like. The most horrifying prospect that, you know, yeah. yes, <laughs> he really wants to buy Nintendo. He thankfully, uh, you know, I don't I don't think that would happen anytime soon. But uh, the world has disappointed me many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, uh, I, I personally don't want uh, Mario appearing on Games Pass anytime soon. Um, I am. I don't know if I'm surprise but uh the uh, phil spencer uh believing he has such an edge on ps5 um with the, the upcoming catalog like i there's nothing there that has been announced that is really convincing me but i'm, I'm sure a lot of people will, will beg to differ i'm not i, I don't i don't care about like console libraries or whatever who has exclusives but was that email from 2020 though i if i may be totally wrong i thought he was talking about the hardware specs but was he talking about the lineup um i may be mistaken here my apologies oh uh, yeah i, don't, I, I no worries no worries. there was like so much that i like i i like partially digested all of this and wholly digested basically yes. none of it yes exactly <laughs> so, so you're probably right I, I'm probably wrong, but like, no, yeah. I think you're correct. I think you're okay. correct. I think I'm in the wrong here. 
the, the I think the thing that surprised me the most was just like the Baldur's Gate threes thing saying that was like a, a second run Stadia PC RPG. It's like guys, like, <laughs> Divinity Original Sin two won like multiple Game of the Year awards and was like a big yeah. deal, and this is like that on steroids. Like, how could you not? They, they, I get like they could have had it on Game Pass. That would have been like an absurd coup. Um, right. Stupid. Uh, did you see what Sven said? The uh, the developer said about that. Uh, something along the line, was, or one of the developers was like, "Yeah, everybody underestimated us. We underestimated us." Something yeah, along, it was, yeah, that was it. Was the game director said that? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. He, he's we like, didn't realize how awesome we were. It just kind of came out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the opposite of CG Project Red with Cyberpunk. Like they didn't buy their own hype. Hmm. <laughs> So I thought sad. the controller. I was. I guess I was excited about the controller. I was like, "Oh man, oh, yeah, haptic yeah. feedback Xbox controller." Hell yeah! I was really excited about that. That was my. Uh... As long as it doesn't weigh ten pounds. Like, do these controllers, these elite controllers, need to weigh so much? Like, is it a fishing weight? Is it's not it a is problem it a, for me? It's maybe I just have weak little hands, but uh, I don't know. It, it makes me tired after a while. I don't know. Maybe it's how you sit. Yeah, it probably is how I sit. Actually. <clears throat> But I, re- I was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to change the subject. Oh, I, I just was going to say, uh, yeah, um, haptic feedback. I was like, hey, steal, steal that from Sony. Please do. That's like the that's like one of the coolest features of the PS5. Didn't Absolutely. Valve invent that? Huh? Didn't Valve do that first? With they the... did. But the triggers, I think, I mean, I, I don't. I don't, that the triggers were literally I thought was cool with the PS5. Yeah, like the, yeah. The triggers Dude, and stuff. Cyberpunk with the PS5 controller, although it only works on the PS5 unless you mod it, is pretty mm-hmm. pretty great. Is it good? Yeah. yeah. The driving and stuff and the shooting. The driving is really good. The shooting feels really good. Yeah, I think like the next Forza with that could be a really cool feature. Oh yeah. But I don't know. The thing is, I was looking at the controller. It didn't specify if the triggers had haptic. It said like hmm. haptic feedback, VCA haptics, double as speakers, accelerometer. But it doesn't say that the triggers have. I don't know. It's not. It's not specific. No more speakers enough. in my controller, please. I don't need that. That's yeah. That's, that's you don't not, want. You don't want. Uh, they should move all audio to controller only. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> spend a bunch of money on a sound system, and it's coming out of some tiny oh, little man. speaker. <laughs> uh, uh, I also thought you? the the, mm. the Xbox just shape was funny. That it was circle. It was like the yeah. anti Xbox Series X. That was a funny. Yeah, you could just fun. roll it down a hill. Just keep <laughs> yeah. rolling forever. I'm also, I have to say that I was really happy that it wasn't a pro, like it wasn't a hardware upgrade. It was just an iteration of, it was like a slim or like, it was like just, just a, it was an iteration on the It was a die hardware. shrink. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like a, like, oh, this is more powerful. Yeah. Because that would have been more hardware skews out there, which would have been crap. And then you, your PC would have got envious and all of a sudden. No, I just think run. that like it's developers, you have to make them developing. It's like what? Six different freaking skews. It's just going to be ridiculous. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, what were you going to say, Oren? Um, well, I'm trying to find that uh, Phil Spencer quote that you shared with me, Aaron. I believe they were a part of the oh. leaks, but it was about... Yeah, yeah, it's, on, it's on the Discord. So, yeah, if, if you want yeah, to... Actually, I linked... I think I even linked it in the uh, show notes. Maybe I'm oh, wrong perfect, about that. Oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, no, I didn't. It's, it's not... Well, <laughs> well, just to paraphrase it, like... And, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong. Like he he was Phil Spencer, like in a private email chain, said that like uh, or like a memo to staff. He he said that the reason why a lot of third party 
developers are failing is because they're just like hanging on to their existing IP like a life raft like and they're not willing to take any sort of IP risks mm. at all and um I thought that that like resonated with me um as a point to Phil Spencer cuz I think that is true and yeah. I do think especially this year and last year with Pentiment and with Hi-Fi Rush and with um Starfield, I do appreciate Redfall. That. Don't forget Redfall. <laughs> Red Redfall. Well, like the three successes, I do appreciate that Microsoft is becoming like a kind of steward for kind of original double A and triple A IP and isn't just bringing back old franchises all the time. Um yeah. I think I thought that that resonated with me a lot. Yeah, I found the quote. It's pretty long, so I'll I'll try not to read the whole thing. But he's talking about how digital storefronts kind of made it so that anybody could publish games and and, you know get middleware tools and stuff. So like he's suggesting that that the uh, the AAA publishers got kind of like stuck fighting the last war, and and didn't realize that they were going to lose out on that and have to compete with a lot of different content producers. So they they just started doing this sort of like money arms race with uh like just huge ballooning budgets we talked about that earlier in the pod and um it is a real problem um at the same time i played so many good indie games this year uh so it's not stuff isn't having a difficult time finding me but Hmm. i do i do appreciate that like a game like hi-fi rush got made because like even like sometimes I'll listen to podcasts and they're talking about game of the year contenders and like I'll hear like a podcast would be like oh, I hope I hope Hi-Fi Rush like gets some attention. I'm like I just think it I think it's just cool. Like I want to see more of that kind of double A mentality original mm-hmm. games. I just think that is something we desperately need because we live in this culture where or this gaming industry where it's like you either have like the small indie game that is like a scrappy team of six developers and they make something incredible or you have Starfield, right? <laughs> or something like that. So like or Spider-Man, seeing, yeah. Or Spider-Man, like seeing something in between I really want to see more of and I think honestly like Phil Spencer and Game Pass is probably the best place for that to happen right now. Um which is why I like Game Pass as much as I do. So that that, yeah. that is a positive part of the leak. I'm curious to see because they've acquired so many studios and a lot of those studios were making kind of double-A-ish type games like Obsidian was making uh, Pillars of Eternity and stuff like that. So we'll see. In Exile was making Wasteland. I don't know. Curious how it pans out. What about some of the games in the timeline? Like I I thought uh, seeing that Doom game in the timeline was cool. Part of me was disappointed it wasn't Quake though because I feel like they've been... You don't want Doom? I don't want Doom. I, they've done Doom. I'm like hmm. Doom. I'm like doomed out. We've, already, we've done like honestly, Doom Eternal like really ruined my <laughs> franchise future for me. <laughs> like I just sorry the direction of that game was just so lame. Like in the I believe this topic is forbidden. Uh, I, I know. So God, your time is up, so, sir. I believe your time is up. So anyway, I just gonna I'm just gonna just just say this basically. Um, I I I'm I'm curious what they're gonna do next. I'm definitely obviously it's an incredible studio. Um, I, the, the game is called Doom Year Zero. It might be the, the year of no Doom releases. It might be what the code name means. So could be a Quake game. That mm. would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Tales, just for context, uh, we have a little culture war that's perpetual in uh-huh. this podcast. Uh, Aaron's a huge 
Doom Eternal stan. Kevin is a huge <laughs> Doom Eternal hater, and it's been fun. It's been fun so watching him spar. We also, like, it's not entirely serious. Like, <laughs> like I don't hate Doom right. Eternal, but, like, it's fun to play that, you know? Oh, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. I definitely prefer 2016 to Eternal, and, yeah, and it's not too. even a yeah. conference. But, yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. 2016's the GOAT. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. Love it. See, if it was like a sequel to that game, like if they just like, you know, like just Doom Eternal got wiped off, like it just didn't didn't happen, right? We just like forgot about that. Proteus is really good. It's not as good as Doom 2016, though, like by any stretch. It might be with this new quick save they're adding. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, go back for sure. Check Mm. that out. I also feel like the shotgun in Proteus needs to be better. I'm sorry. It's really weak. It's really limp. It needs to do yeah. a little more damage. I agree. It like it's like a, it has a good animation and sound, but it doesn't go mm. quick fast enough. I agree. Yeah, I think if you're gonna do a Doom like, you have to have a great shotgun. That's like a key yeah. pillar. It is. It is a pillar. It's like JRP just having good music. It's like this is this has to be. This has to be. And um, honestly, I, Resident Evil, Resident Evil needs a good shotgun and a good yeah, handgun and a, and, yeah, and a good yeah, rocket. And it has to give a rocket launcher to Leon at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> the main character has to always kill them with a, a rocket launcher, unless they're the nemesis and they're too strong for a rocket, then you have to use kill them with a railgun. <laughs> but yeah. every other game... It's got to it's it's have a good revolver that you use twice a game. Yeah. Because you're too scared to use ammo. <laughs> True. Yeah, the the uh, Wolfsbane from Resident Evil Village. I think I only used it one time, <laughs> and it was for the mini boss. I was like, I'm saving these five shots for that mini boss. So yep. Anyway, and he went down. <laughs> he went down. He went it's down. all about the uh, hand cannon, man. On Vill- Villager Shadows difficulty, that thing just plows. Hmm. Ah, man. Um, anyway, sorry we talked about Resident Evil again, Aaron. Uh, that might actually also be forbidden um (laughs) i'm gonna say like it it should be game of the year and then aaron's gonna be like sorry it's forbidden it's baldur's gate 3 sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh shit yeah probably uh i love that dishonored 3 was on that list like we'll we'll see if that actually comes to pass but uh probably not i feel like it's not gonna happen but 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 I could go for it. Um, what else was on there? I but, don't know. Ar- Arcane's in kind of a dire state right now. Yeah. They, they may not be the studio they once were. I think yeah. it's cool they're making a, a sequel to that game. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not a big fan, but I'm glad that, you know, for you two, you guys are both fans. That, that should be cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked uh, Dishonored 2. I thought that game was fun. This is a good and game. And creative. Some yeah. really cool level design there. Death of the Outsider is real good too, um, and short. Still haven't played it, but I should. Really? It's on that. It's on that. Their Games Pass. Games Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, anything else from this leak that that y'all found interesting? I can't find the list of uh, games. I had do you it think up. it's a? Do you think it's a net positive or a net negative? This list. <laughs> Uh, someone got fired but i mean <laughs> i don't know it, it's, yeah. it's good for so, us because there's lots of bullshit to talk about and fun things to speculate yeah. about and also they're going to remaster oblivion and fallout 3 yeah that's not really the one what i was hoping for I, I would love to see them say remaking like morrowind or something i mean I, obviously that's what all the, the fanboys want because i haven't really explored that game and i've only heard good things but yeah they're like the uh, final fantasy 6 fans you know? They are like the final. I, that's that's a good analogy. Um, yeah, 
I was there before it was cool. I was but, there uh, before it was cool. I was not there before it was cool. But I, you know, I like Oblivion. But like, there's no fucking way I'd replay that game, remastered or no. Oblivion. Just like, yeah, I'm not playing that again. I already put like 150 hours in that game. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, I don't know. With, with, I'm trying to figure out where the hype is right now with Microsoft because I'm not like too excited about a lot of yeah. their upcoming games. I think they need to sell me a little bit more. I think I think they put all of their chips in Starfield, and now that Starfield's out, and I'm not really interested in it. I'm like, absolutely. What, what, what you got? What you got, Microsoft? <laughs> I'm interested to see, but uh, uh, at the moment, not nothing catching my eye. Yeah, yeah. I, I one thing I forgot to mention about Starfield. I just want to mention real quickly was that it feels very much like a road I've trod before. It feels mm. like Fallout. I'm like, yeah, I played Fallout. This is definitely a lot of Fallout going to the place and shooting the guys and get the thing at the bottom of the thing <laughs> yeah I, I see that i do feel like their storytelling is when you when you get into those good quests better They're than good. it has been i think maybe ever or maybe since like the dark brotherhood and oblivion um yeah, it's, it's just good. unfortunate that it was sandwiched between baldur's gate and the cyberpunk re-release which is just pfft, so yeah. much better storytelling um so yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. Uh, just gotta play years. cyberpunk you gotta play cyberpunk Cyberpunk's it's pretty good, pretty good. Um, all right, well, I, I don't know. Is there any? Yeah, I mean, let's hope they never buy Nintendo. That would be, that would be bad. But not so, Nintendo is rolling. I would, in. I would, I don't want it to happen. Obviously, like I, think I also shit. don't love Nintendo owning Nintendo. Yeah, I, I but agree. That, no. I also don't love Nintendo owning <laughs> Nintendo. That's the thing. It's like Nintendo also kind of sucks. Yeah, it's true. Is there a company with a better <laughs> library of games than them? No. And like, why can't I get half of them on my Switch? I can't even play them. I can't even rent their stupid overpriced service and play those games. I gotta emulate them. It's like they, you've look what you made me do, Nintendo. I, I don't. I'll never say that. (laughs) In seriousness, look what you made me do. But just it is, it is annoying to have to to do that. And their emulators aren't very good either. Their emulators, but other people's emulators are their stuff. Really good. Imagine if they actually re-released Ocarina of Time at 60 FPS, or even 30, like. They did do that on 3DS, but only on yeah. 3DS. What if I could play Switch? a 30 FPS version on Switch? The fuck? I'd do that. Yeah. Um, well, you have the Metal Gear Solid collection. All the games are at 30 FPS. It's like when a movie. Metal Gear Bro. Solid is, but the other games are 60. Unless you're playing on Switch. That's true. On Switch, the 30. Is it? I guess we'll is see. Is that true? That's I thought true. they I were 30. Yeah. Okay, sorry. It's 60, 1080p. So, just, just, I'm, just I'm really a quickly, of disinformation. This, this makes me laugh, and I just think it just has to be high. Okay. Metal Gear Solid 2 on Switch is 30 FPS. Metal Gear Solid 2, when it came out in 2001 on the PS2, was 60 FPS. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just, just <laughs> throw that out there. Dude, I will <laughs> replay that game in an emulator with a really high end uh, CRT shader. But on PC, it's good. 60. Yeah. On Xbox, it's 60. It's just a I'm not paying. I'm not giving Konami money. Yeah. I probably I'm will because I'm an idiot. I, I have no faith in that Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. No. Yeah. There's no way. Unfortunately, no. I'm probably going to buy that as well because, again. Yeah. <laughs> prepare prepare but, to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. I oh, know. yeah. I know I'm walking into a rake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, um okay well i guess that wraps up the the massive xbox league uh let's talk about personal recs uh 
Taylor, do you know of our, our tradition of, of giving a little recommendation? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know uh, that yeah. y'all recommend stuff at the end of the pod. Um, why, why doesn't someone else start us off so I know like the audience a little I got more? Okay. Do it. Okay. I, uh, I had to ride a bus to work, and it's a long bus ride, and it can be almost two hours sometimes. And that sucks. Long. So I try I try to play on the Steam Deck and I get nauseated because it's I have to cross mountains and shit and it sucks. So what Where I decided to do on the bus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't even watch like stuff on my phone because I get sick from it. So I have to, oh, I yeah. have to look forward. And I also listen to music a lot, which is great. But I've I have this right. problem. I've listened to all my music to death, and I look for new music and I have a hard time finding. I, it's been very picky. Music's complicated for me. So uh, I decided to start listening to audiobooks, and they are great. And you know, I started my first book. What? Aaron likes this book, It. Oh, yeah, and it's been very good. I'm. Uh, I, I knew Stephen King was a good author. I actually only had only read his first book in the Dark Tower series, but uh, I am really liking it. It's very Dude, well written. Stephen King is the perfect. I haven't read a book in six months. Yeah, author oh, yeah. because he will just get you to the end of that book every time. Mm-hmm. So this is the second. Uh, podcast i've recorded this week and i guess this is the second time this uh story is relevant um when i was a kid my aunt lived kind of on the border of new hampshire and maine Mm. um like the street that kind of divided it in that area and i was at a block party i was like six or seven years old and i am meeting stephen king there i'm like who's this guy like i know the name but i ended up going uh, down to uh, the, the nearby used bookstore and getting almost his entire bibliography for 50 cents a piece um, and tracking it back up the hill. And by the end of second grade, I had read everything he had done. Um, and that's the story. That's the awesome. That's my that's awesome. King minute. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a, it's cool. a good place to start. When my son's old enough, he'll be like, here, read, read it. Scare the shit out of yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's got awesome. some good creepy moments already. I, yeah, he has such a he. I, I was talking with Mike, and I was like, this guy must have lived a lot of different lives because he has a really good perspective on like what humans are like and like different people. Like really, the characters are very believable. And then uh, Mike was like, yeah, he was like a drug addict for a long time and had a lot of like issues with addiction. So he's, I guess, he has lived in a lot of different. You know, he's had he's had Ways. some hard times and yeah, you know, and uh, so. Yeah, he's. I mean, I'm not surprised he's a such ubiquitous author. I, I I figured he was good, right? So. It's been yeah, I also kind of got back into reading, in a big way. I I I've always like read nonfiction stuff, but it's been since it's been a decade since I was like really into fiction. Yeah. Um, me too. And this year, I find I've been polishing off the rest of Paul Thomas Anderson's filmography, and I I got totally obsessed with Inherent Vice. Um, oh, nice. I love. I love beat generation authors. I love the like sixties and the seventies, like music, culture, everything. I find it very fascinating. And that one just sunk its teeth into me so wholly that I was like, well, I, well, I got to read the book. Um, and, uh, turns out Thomas Pynchon, uh, exactly my shit. Um, immediately de- like I-, I watched the movie the third time and I'm like, okay, downloading the audio book was finished it with it the next day crying of lot 49 the, the day after that um now i'm at, uh, physically reading um uh gravity's rainbow and, mm. and I'm, I'm just plowing right on through um and have the time of my life 
not looking at a screen for the first time ever. Um, it's fantastic. Learning to read. I guess. Yeah. That, that's awesome that you're just like going through these books in like a day. I'm so I'm such a bad reader in that way. It takes me forever. But that's so sick. You, you kind of got to get that skill again. I, I used to read a lot when I was a kid. And I haven't yeah. really read since then. And your, your brain has to kind of like re re get back into that mode of like really focusing on. It's really hard to like find the rhythm. Yeah. It's like nonfiction. It's just like, okay, like th this is the same as like browsing the internet or like that nice. kind of yeah. like information absorption. But like, you know, I just read a, a book on like uh, film stock preservation um, in, in like a day, like last month. But like I've been trying for years to get through a full book i'll get like 20 pages from the end and, and put it down and it's like it's like the steam library problem but now now there's no stopping me nobody can uh keep me away from the library that's awesome hell yeah hell yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, or... um yeah I, I guess i'm gonna sound like a broken record um <clears throat> in the sense that i'm gonna re-recommend seeing movies in a theater oh my god yes because <laughs> uh i saw um tales I, I believe actually you recommended this movie to me but belly? i saw i saw belly with zach yeah. at the music box and it was so cool because um i had no expectations of the movie because I, had, I hadn't seen it before but it's like such a vibes movie it's like one of those movies where you don't really worry too much about what's happening in the movie you just like vibe with the hip-hop and like the weed smoke and just like the atmosphere and the music and it had like uh, method man in it it had dmx in it it was by hype williams big music video director who's only made one movie which is shocking because like make more movies but i guess i guess that you know his career went a different way um but it was just such a great experience and the reason why I say watch a movie in a theater is that like just kind of like the reactions you get from the crowd um, and some of the moments that you can have with the crowd. Like at the beginning of the movie, the movie was introduced by a Chicago rapper, which was like super cool. And we found out that the composer of the movie was in the audience. Whoa. So, so like when the composer's name came up on screen, everybody cheered like, yeah, that's so it was so cool. And um I, I'm I'm just addicted to to especially like going to like uh, theaters that do retrospectives like the Music Box Theater. Like I'm gonna music be seeing great. It's just such a great theater. I'm just addicted to it, and I'm gonna, I I have a bunch of movie tickets booked for the Chicago Film Festival. I'm super excited and I'm jealous. Yeah, see movies <laughs> in a theater. Do I it. see a movie in a theater uh, probably every other day. Um, I'm privileged to like live by a bunch of independent films and also be completely obsessed with film history. Um, I'm, I'm really going to second that. Uh, if you, if you've fallen out of the habit of getting out there and sitting down in a theater, uh, is, is sitting at home, no matter how big your TV is, does not compare. And also like, if there is an independent cinema near you, seek that shit out, support that, um, some of the programmers out there right now are like incredible. Some of the, uh, we're getting more restorations of amazing underappreciated films right now than we have in years. And it's like really amazing to see. It's, um, it's, um, 
it's it's funny tales because I'm thinking like I think a lot of people when they go to when they think of seeing movies in the theater, they think like going to like your local AMC or something and you go to the theater, there's like a baby crying, somebody's like phone goes off, it sucks. Yeah. But, like if if you go to like a theater like the music box and there's like a restoration of boogie nights, everybody in that theater wants to be million. there. Oh, yeah, yeah, 70 million. It's like it's like going to a concert. Like everyone's cheering. Like when Philip Seymour Hoffman comes on screen, everyone's cheering. Like it's a totally different experience and it totally transforms. It will transform the way you think about like going to see a movie, you know? Like it's not like the baby's crying and someone's cell phone's going off. Like it's it's like being at a concert. It's hmm. it's amazing. It really truly is. Um you know, limited number of people live near the very few remaining like repertory cinemas in the u.s or wherever you're living um but there's a new restoration of anguish um a film that is has multiple layers where it is set in a theater um and seeing that with a packed crowd hearing everyone react to it um go in as blind as possible um it is a horror movie it has some disturbing stuff um but nothing that you're gonna like get truly upset by but that is like if you're if if that's playing near you go catch it uh during the halloween season who's the director on that one oh let me let me pull this up real quick um that was kind of off the dome uh yeah it's by uh biggest luna but it stars zelda rubenstein who's um she's like the old lady in poltergeist um yeah and she plays the mother of uh, this optometrist, John Pressman, played by Michael Lerner, of all people. And uh, she is hypnotizing him to steal the eyes of the victims and give her all the eyes in the city. Um, and that's the initial oh, that's, premise, but it goes very, cool. very different directions. Um, inc- incredibly fun film. Cool. Cool. Uh, nice. I'm, I'm down with that. <clears throat> Yeah, sorry, we, we we hijacked this conversation to talk about how awesome movies are, but it had to be said. Movies, I like them. Man, Pretty every cool. fucking theater in L.A. that I would want to go see that isn't AMC is, like, closed right now. And I swear to God, Quentin Tarantino has purchased them all, but he's not doing jack shit with them. Um, the, well, I heard that I, but... I have a friend of mine who, like, lives in California, in L.A., Mm-hmm. And he, he 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 was telling me, oh my gosh, they're programming Fargo at like two p.m. on a Wednesday. Quentin Tarantino uh. must Quentin Tarantino must hate Fargo. And it was it was funny because like I think he was on a podcast with Conan O'Brien like that week, and he was talking about how much he hated the ending of No Country for Old Men. So oh, wow. I wonder I wonder if that was intentional. I hmm. I, I gotta wonder. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. All right. Uh, I'll quickly go. My, my recommendation is Bitmap. Bitmap Books makes uh, large format. They're basically like coffee table books. But I've got one called "I'm Too Young to Die: The Ultimate Guide to the First Person Shooters, 1992 to 2002," and it's it's a big, beautiful book with full page shots from like every classic shooter from 1992 to 2002 and it's it's just kind of a fun thing to look at and it's got little stories i also have another book of theirs called the the ultimate crpg um the it's a guide to or C, the crpg book i guess what it's called but it's a similar format but with crpgs um pretty cool stuff just kind of fun collector stuff like that i see but i dig it fps1 person it looks real cool so yeah. i agree with this recommendation 
right. Uh, before we wrap this podcast, I want to ask Kevin a question. Shoot, Denny. <laughs> what do you think is going to be my game of the year in December? Is it going to be Armored Core or Resident Evil? Which way, which way do you think I'm going to go? I think it's going to be Resident Evil 4. <clears throat> yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> I think it's going to be City Skylines, too. You're it's going to be, be uh, Spider-Man 2. Gonna blindside you. I, I actually, uh, Call, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Three is really looking to be like a nuanced take on American imperialism. <laughs> I don't know though, but that's that would be my that's my that's my gut feeling is that. What do you okay. think my game of the year is gonna be? I think your game of the year is gonna be Armored Core Six. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll It'll see. have a six at the end, but it may not be Armored Core. Um, you're you right. It might I be have... Street Fighter. <laughs> I will tell you this: my choice has been decided, and I have not broken it since I decided it. So wow! That's oh, all. Wow! You. It's it's street. It's gotta be Street Fighter. Mm, maybe. Conviction. Mm. Um. All right. All right. Well, Taylor, thanks for stopping by. Of course. Happy nice to be here. Tales. Um. It's uh. Do Do you want? Is there a place people can find you? Do you want? Do you want to point people in your direction? Uh. I'm on Discord. I moderate uh, Jacob Geller's Patreon server. So say hello to me there. Otherwise, I'm like totally off social media at this point. Oh, I think that's weird the right to be that guy finally. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, say hello to me if you see me. All right. Awesome. Uh, next podcast will be a long jump of Max Payne because I am traveling to. New England for two weeks, so we'll be we'll be looking back at Max Payne. That shit was fun to replay, wasn't it, Kevin? Yes. yes oh my god. Fun. Oh my god. Uh, it holds up, and uh, yeah, and then we'll be back with something crazy after that. Uh, Madden, we fucking love you, man. And uh, <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. Adios, Taylor. Thanks again, Kevin, Oren. You guys rock. All right, get some sleep, people. <laughs> that was the wrong one. No. I meant to do that one. Uh, okay. <laughs>